Today's podcast is brought to you by Hyundai and the 2022 Tucson and Santa Fe plug-in hybrid EVs. Learn more about the wide range of electrified vehicles at HyundaiUSA.com. Coming to you live from my apartment, it's Rob Has a Podcast. And now, here's the guy who's a girl's guy. Don't get it twisted. I am Rob Sesternino. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rob Has a Podcast. Here we are on the first Sunday night of the Big Brother season, and we have a lot to talk about here tonight. We've got a great panel for our first proper episode of a big brother tonight we got to see daniel's nominations uh how he arrived at them uh and everything else going on and plus uh we'll talk about everything going on in the big brother house uh at this hour here tonight with our panel first let's welcome in here joining us back again from many different places including the rupaul's drag race for hop up the masked singer wrap up the B and B and science. It's Doctor Liana Boris. Liana, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks, Rob. I hope you guys didn't pay too much attention that I held the door open for you when we all joined the podcast. So hopefully, you mm-hmm. won't hold that against me in the future. Yes. Okay. I did catch that. I did catch that. Uh-huh. And uh, I appreciated the act of chivalry, but I'm making a mental note. Oh, okay. Okay. What a super fan okay. you are. Okay. Okay. Whew. Very polite, but also <laughs> I'm paying attention. Okay. On notice. Got it. Yes. Okay. Of course, uh, joining us also tonight, uh, she is co-host of the Mess Magnets podcast. And really, uh, the, to, to get to hear from both Mess Magnets uh, in one day on a very messy season of Big Brother is very on brand uh who also we just talked about rrr on robin akimanita podcast uh this weekend it's sasha joseph sasha how are you we're here aren't we <laughs> i wore my um dress that i was gonna wear to the finale but you know i wore it here <sighs> oh. oh but but you guys asked me to yeah I- yeah you were supposed to say no Ooh. oh darn what were you thinking yeah. Worse than holding the door open. Damn. Can we um can we just kick her off? Uh, if you had any spines, you would. Okay. No, All right. Kidding. True well, boys, Sa- girl. Yes. Okay. Sasha, so great to have you here tonight. And of course, so glad to be here. The man who is uh back in the swing of things. Here he is. Taryn Armstrong. Taryn, how are you? Very happy to be here with my homies, ready to yes. homie it down. <laughs> yes, thank yes. you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, the <laughs> homie so is here, Taryn. And, um, you know, usually we would say, all right, uh, Big Brother, the happiest place on earth. Uh, maybe not usually. so much at yeah. this hour. Uh, but Same as Newark. Yes. Same yes. energy. Same the second energy. I came into this call, I saw each and every one of you and I just knew instant homies for life. It was the homies. hair, Terry. It was the hair. We have the same hair. Yeah. We all have the same hair. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's just set up a couple of quick things. Uh, we are going to start uh, taking your questions uh, on all the podcasts uh, this season. Use the link, robswebsitecom slash BB questions. Uh, you can send them in during the show. Uh, we will answer them later on in the program. Uh, and then tomorrow, we will have the first edition of The Slop. Jenny Autumn and I will talk about 
all the nonsense in uh, this season of Big Brother and beyond uh, in our weekly patron-only podcast, The Slop, coming on Mondays uh, this season. That's going to be 6 p.m. Eastern. We'll send out the patrons uh, the link for that every week on Monday and uh, also for the patrons on Friday, uh, we just dropped uh, the BBQ and A. Taryn and I we took your questions live on Friday afternoon this past week. We'll do it again uh, this Friday as well uh, for the patrons of RHAP. All right. Um, so uh, we didn't get our like proper uh, premiere episode, Taryn. This was kind of like the pseudo, like uh, if we had a real premiere, this is a lot of what it would have been like. Yeah, we got the introductions. We got uh, the like, uh, oh, man, look at all of the really attractive women. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at Joseph's muscles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually don't think we got Joseph's muscles, uh, which is a shame. But um, yeah, we got uh, we got all that stuff. And I, I think, you know, obviously a much better episode than the premiere, especially what I loved was uh, no, no competition. No like, competition. The whole thing was just getting to know the cast looking at them building the relationships and alliances and, uh, you know, hearing about their lack of Denmark knowledge. Yeah. Liana, I feel like in survivor that they do that a little bit more like the first couple episodes of the season, maybe they don't always have like a reward challenge. They sort of just try to keep it to one challenge. So is this possible that like, was this a production call of like, Hey, no, let's not do a challenge on the first Sunday night. So we can spend a little bit more time getting to know the characters. That is a very kind thing for you to think, Rob. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they were working very hard to try to figure out a way to put a competition in this episode because, dear God, Big Brother dared not go an episode without having a competition. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, the fact that they reused even some of the things that we even saw last week, like Monty's impressions, he did the same impressions again that we saw in his intro package. So even then, it felt the a man bit like, is a master of impressions. He's so good. He does the same three impressions over and over again. And I think it was the same lines as well. Someone could go back and cross check that. So, you know, I'm just really glad that we got to know that about Monty because I felt like that was truly missing in terms of getting to know these cast members. Well, let- Let's be real. Somebody got fired because there was no competition in this episode. Like, uh, <laughs> Grodner watched this episode. She found out tonight that there was no competition, and somebody is currently packing their little office box. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we'll have to let you go. Yeah. No, Liana, I thought you would have really liked uh, these impressions because you could name them all, right? Right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right? You know who that is, right? The classic godfather. Marlon Brando, right? Okay. This house guess what I play? We can play. Okay, that's Tony Montana. Tony Montana. Yeah. Scarface, yep, right? Scarface. And then and then and then you know this third one, Liana. Mm-hmm. Come on, Harry. We have a game to play. It's the Jack Jellyfish. <laughs> oh, that's what he was going for, of course. Look at my muscles. Yes. Look at me. I'm some huge. Screw you, Patrick. <laughs> wow, you two are both really good at impressions. <laughs> I know. We're so good. I yeah. could be in Vegas. Yeah, uh, we'll be going to open maybe for Daniel. <laughs> for Daniel. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, and then, uh, Sasha, we didn't really spend a ton of time on uh, the nominations or why the people uh, got nominated. It was kind of tacked on at the end of this hour uh, where we got Michael 
and Terrence ending up uh, on the block, uh, especially the Terrence part of it. Sorry, does Daniel know why they're nominated? Like you're see, you're over here trying to make a lot of sense. That man don't know nothing. Okay. The spineless mm-hmm. jellyfish showed up into the house. Not the Jack jellyfish. No, no, and absolutely brand. not. Um, and then he's just like, Oh yeah, I gotta nominate people. And also he really is such a liar. Cause if you watched any of his tape, not his tape, his interviews ahead of time. Talking all this big game and look at you, look at you, loser, loser, loser. Like, I can't, I'm, I'll be nice right now and I'll let it go. But like, what a genius plan, right? Hey, mm-hmm. I can bond with Michael because we're both super fans. And what am I going to do? The exact opposite because I am a super fan genius. Yeah. Well, this was guy. one of the most interesting parts of this episode. And Taryn, I saw you uh, already uh, comment on it on Twitter. Of of course, we all know about the uh, first in curse, uh, which I believe I believe Tamar beat in the celebrity edition of Big Brother. But as far as the U.S. Uh, yes. U.S. game goes, that the first person into the house has never won the game. And Michael, people were tweeting about it. Boy, this guy's a super fan. Watch this. He held the door open. But Taryn, Daniel picked up on that and said, I see you. I see. Mm-hmm. You. And for that, you're going on the block. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's for years. People have been talking about how the classic strategy entering the house. If you are the first person in your group, you just politely hold the door open mm-hmm. for everyone else to go in first so you you can avoid being the first one in and um and and in some ways it should be a good thing because it should be a signal to any other fan that hey I'm a fan I know what I'm know what I'm talking about we should work together because typically super fans they like to work together uh they like to bond over the fact that they bo- that they know the show uh yeah. and that they can strategize together um but Daniel has now publicly on the episode outed not only the first in curse, but also the strategy for the first in curse and made it a negative thing. He mm-hmm. killed it. Nobody else is, nobody else is going to go on there and, and hold the door, but you can't do it anymore because Daniel made it, made it wrong. He made it bad. A self-hating super fan. I, yes. I yes. there's so many bad decisions that Daniel made, but the, the one thing that bothers me so much is Michael told you too he was a super fan. I could maybe understand it if it's like, oh, well, he didn't tell me. He's pretending he doesn't know the show, you know. Okay, maybe. But, like, he clearly wants to work with you. He's trying to make an effort. And he's telling you he's a super fan. So yeah. then you know he's a super fan. You have the confirmation from that as well. So that should be a good thing, right? Liana, as a person of science, okay, mm-hmm. that is the right move for Michael not to hold the door open because of the first in curse. Should Michael run in the door? One, uh, if he is the first person in, has a chance mm-hmm. to make history. But knowing that it's just a superstition... He's also then able to uh, cloak the fact that he's a super fan. Because no super fan would run into the house first. That's yeah. Okay. Well, I think it depends on how, you know, superstitious you are. If you're just a little Mm -hmm. stitious, then maybe you can get Mm -hmm. away with it. Um, But Tamar also walked in first. So like, you know, I don't know. Do we still believe that that's really a curse? You know, we haven't really tested that theory yet. We don't know if spinoffs count is the problem. So here's, here's the thing, Rob, I'll take it a step further. Intentionally go in first so that 
when you talk to Daniel or another super fan, you're like, look, I know. Mm-hmm. I know that I can't win the game. You know it too. I, I was the first, first one in. Yeah. Take mm-hmm. me to the final two. It's a guaranteed win. Mm-hmm. I but can't win. Also, that the revisionist history is that pretty sure Kyle was the first person in the house, right? Yes. Also, like, yeah, exactly. Because well, there was already a group yes. in there. They, so. they don't know. They you don't know, know if there's another they, group in know. there. That's you why. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I mean, there was yeah. another. There were people back there when they got there. Right. So, but yeah, well, but they, they figured in, it out. Yeah. Eventually, they figured it out. But y'all, that stuck with Daniel. But you are all assuming that people they're casting are watching the show. Mm-hmm. What have we learned in this past week? No one has seen anything. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why we're even discussing because like you can do whatever you can say, whatever. Like they're just going to cast Instagram people anyway. So like you're fine. Super fans keep talking about it. You're good. Yeah. These people are not watching. You know, Taryn, uh, you and I, I, I think this might have been on the the Q&A uh, when we were talking about that. OK, Daniel had uh, clocked uh, or, or uh, mentioned Kevin from Big Brother Canada in his. Uh, he, oh, I listened to the podcast and he, and he mentioned your interview with Kevin. And mm-hmm. I had wondered, OK, um, so does he see Michael as as a Kevin? And is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Uh, and we found out tonight, clearly, he thinks that's a bad thing. His takeaway from listening to your interview with Kevin is if there's anybody like this person, they need to go. Yeah, which is weird because it seemed like it was a good thing at first. He was talking when he initially started brought up Michael as an option to be nominated. He was like, oh, but he's a super fan. I wouldn't want him to go home. Um, but somehow that just continued to spiral. And 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 really, I, if if we're being real about it, I don't think it was the fact that he was a super fan that really set him off on this path. I think it was just the fact that he thought it would piss off the fewest amount of people. Michael was the first person whose name was dropped to, to Daniel multiple times. And I think once the name was dropped, that door was open, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all just flooded in and he came up with all kinds of reasons for why it makes sense to, to nominate Michael. Yeah. All right. I want to go back and uh, talk through the episode uh, that we got tonight and touch on uh, some of the things that we haven't been able to talk about. And, and I think there was probably a couple hours uh, in between when the episode was taped and then ultimately when the feeds went on and some things that, uh, that correct me if I'm wrong, that we didn't get to see. Um, but um, it seemed like that immediately after the taping was over, the bros got into the house, started talking and, and hit it off right from the jump. <laughs> Does it, yeah. what did they say? Just, it was just good job, pooch. Pri- Vibes yelling. only, baby. Vibes mm-hmm. only. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> they weren't speaking. <laughs> yeah. Pooch, you did it. Um, and uh, they're all like get, getting together. And I wonder, did that sort of tie into the decision of like who was going to be the have nots? I don't think so. I think it was just um, I, I think that they all kind of like we saw Michael go first and then they were just kind of like, yeah, me too. Um, mm-hmm. And it, I don't think Michael was a part of that uh, uh, crew in the in the bathroom either. I, I can't see Michael doing doing that. Mm-hmm. OK, mm-hmm. Um, we got to see um, it was uh, talked about a bit tonight, the confusion over the uh, backstage powers and what goes into the uh, backstage power that the backstage people, they cannot be nominated. Uh, they cannot vote. Paloma did tell us a, a number of times that she is still able to play her social game. 
That's good. That's good. Yeah. No veto, but social game. She's still able to play the social yes. game. Play, play social game. I think Alyssa said the same thing. We're going to play our social game. It's mm-hmm. basically the inverse of Sam and BB20. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. The Scorpio connection. Robot twist. Yes, the mm-hmm. score. The Scorpio sisters mm-hmm. are here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we got found out Michael uh, that he is going to uh, lie about his job. That he is going to be a uh, escape room tester, or he's a designer. Designer, or, or he yeah. works or like an, an employee. Like he's an employee. Yeah. He just yeah, works at an escape room. Britney's yeah. a toy Brittany's, tester. Britney's a toy mm-hmm. tester. Yes. Yes. So I, when I was watching feeds, I think I heard him say Michael like a total of three words. So do we know if if we knew this information, or is this the first time that we're finding out that that he lied about? I mean, I assume he was yes. lying about being a lawyer, but that he's an escape room person. Yes, we we knew this, uh, and I, I believe that he has actually worked at an escape room before, which is why he's using it. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, uh, there was a conversation, I believe it was Brittany and Amira, but it was definitely Brittany, uh, where they were discussing, like, who do we think is lying about their profession? Mm-hmm. And Michael was at the top of their list. And they they were like, let's quiz him on escape room things. Like, uh, <laughs> they definitely are suspicious. Yeah. Now, Regular is, Kurt Clark. Is an escape room a good fake job? Because they feel, oh, that guy's going to be really good at puzzles. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like, "This is no, this is bad. This you should not lie about this. You're exactly, gonna be so, you're gonna be so good at those vetoes, those individual vetoes where you have to like mm-hmm. run around and do a bunch of stuff. That's what you're doing in an escape room. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. And you're a strategist. Like, isn't mm-hmm. that literally the point of a damn escape room? And mm-hmm. you're planning strategy too. Yes. You're not just solving strategy. You're like planning other strategy for other people. I yeah. mean, I get it. He probably wants to go with something that he's actually rooted in and can lie about, but. Yeah, I don't just know. be unemployed. <laughs> Kyle's doing it. <laughs> like, just, yeah, he's lying about that. Yeah, I yeah, would just, just be just like, say, I'm a trophy yeah, I'm big, wife. I'm big on TikTok. <laughs> don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm a mogul you know? on tiktok yeah. Yeah. um and then Brittany, uh she says she's a toy tester i think this one is actually pretty good um that toy tester like uh what's the problem with toy tester it's uh, it's it's, uh, it's a little weird mm-hmm. just the sound of it mm-hmm. well i think once she explained it that it's oh we work with the kids and the kids tell us what they like and don't like that makes more sense yeah. instead of you know a grown woman in her 30s playing with toys that <laughs> yeah. that makes more sense to me she's not a fall right it's like Wee! That slide was a six out of ten. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Those little cars, like the red and yellow ones, she's like scooting around in them. Yeah. <laughs> the get, get only her. thing I would say would be bad is that if there was someone with a kid, and then that person is like, "Do you know this exact brand of this mm-hmm. toy?" I hate it. And then that Brittany's like, "What?" Mm-hmm. I yeah, didn't somebody, know. somebody has one of the. Uh, heard the kids watch one of those YouTube channels. What's what's yeah. called? Ryan's, Ryan's toy Ryan. review. Yeah, she's like, I hate that kid. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, Who's Ryan? Taking us out of business. But, yeah, but she does have kids, right, uh, Brittany? I, <laughs> does, uh, we don't know. Uh, Let's see if the chat uh, is going to have the answer to that. I thought so. Um, she she basically she talks yeah, a lot of oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. she talks a lot about being a, a researcher. Um, yeah. She doesn't say she doesn't Observing. say test or less. She talks about being a re- as a researcher. I observe a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, and so uh, I use these techniques when researching and like conducting interviews for researching. I um, mean, she basically tries to like 
um, talk about her work as a therapist via being a researcher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we got the classic, iconic Big Brother champagne sipping. Uh, go around, everybody tell a little bit about yourself. Uh, Sasha, anything jump out to you here from uh, the intros from the house guests? I mean, Indy's job, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, so Indy tells us about her, uh, what her jobs are. I work as a corporate fly attendant on private jets. And I'm trying to get my degree to become a sex coach. Okay. Why are we just hearing about this? <laughs> the men were foaming at the mouth. Okay. They were like literal rabbit dogs. They could not handle. I was like, I think you're just outing yourself that you're bad in bed. Cause they were just like, <laughs> I need to be an assistant. Oh, shut up. Shut up. Mm-hmm. I need you to be sex dumb. coached. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you probably do. You pro- I seen you dance, Kyle. You probably do. <laughs> the twerker. <laughs> It really, when he asked to be adopted by her, it really adds another element to that. Yeah, that's a complex relationship there. I don't know if we want to get into that. Nah, mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I Like, you would think, look, and we've all watched Big Brother for a very long time. How did they go with her intro package of that? I'm a flight attendant. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That, I'm, yeah. I'm surprised. It wasn't mentioned at all because normal. Well, sometimes they'll do it where they like start with one thing about them, and then they'll yeah. be like, and you know, like like Terrence of the bus driver, and also I'm um, DJ, <laughs> the hottest DJ Showtime or whatever. Showtime, right? Uh, right. Yeah. So then yes. they would like flip it and then do the thing with her. She'd so. be like on the private jet, like I uh, work on private jets, and also while we're up in the air, private <laughs> mile high. Club. I coach some sex. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yes. Um, is it possible? Is she lying about this? Is this, is this <laughs> it's like, strategy? Is, is this strategy? Is like, uh, I know I'll get in good with the guys if I say that I'm a sex coach. They won't, they won't put me on the block. Well, as we all know, she is a, a guy's girl. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she's still in training. Is that a good or a bad thing? If you're going to lie about in, in it. In which profession? I the think sex the coaching. sex coaching. The sex coaching. Well, that's the thing yeah. because in the circle, we had an assistant to a sex therapist. So. Mm-hmm. And she was also in. It, is it where, where? What's higher on the scale? Like, is it assistant like the step up from in training, or is in training like after you've already been an assistant? Hmm. Well, I don't know what the sex coaching looks like. Is it a certification? Is it a degree? You mm-hmm. know, is did I get my PhD than, in the wrong subject? I right. Don't know. <laughs> is is it different than sex therapist? Because I feel like that's the term I heard in the circle. Uh, I, mean, sex, in, I mean, I think a, a sex therapist implies that there is like, uh, like that's, I, I think sounds very different than a sex coach. It does, because, because sounds, when I think that sounds like clinical, whereas in, a coach yeah, doesn't in my head, sound like, yeah, you have like some sort of like actual certification. <laughs> in, I mean, in my, yeah. In my head, sex coach is like, well, you know, coaches who are on the sidelines, like, come on, you got it. Like, come coach. on. Yeah. Kegel, now, give me 20. <laughs> And thrust and thrust. <laughs> oh God! You're not Go around the back. <laughs> there was an episode I think on Grey's Anatomy yeah. where some guy literally I think was a sex coach and like was in a session live while the doctors were in and they were trying to, and he was like, 
you know, mm-hmm. I don't think she's enjoying it that much. And you, I think, <laughs> but it was very like boring. It wasn't hmm. fun. She, he was very clinical about it. Okay. So. Do you think, do you think they'd give like motivational speeches in the bathroom? Mm-hmm. Like, like, hold on. I need half time. Yeah. <laughs> when you get back out there, mm-hmm. you're going <laughs> to. Yeah. Please. Taryn is law. We broke Taryn. Yeah. Someone give Taryn the sex duel because this is crazy. This. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Okay. I'm sure um, it's a very, I, I, I don't mean to insult any sex coaches sex out coaches, there. I'm, I'm yeah. sure it's a very legitimate thing. Sex couches out there. Yes. Um, yes, in nature. Yeah, Taryn, has this come up at all uh, on the feeds? Like, has uh, Indy talked about this uh, since? Because this seems like that this was a surprise. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was I was surprised by it. I hadn't really heard much uh, in the way of discussion about it. But um, Indy's not like super on the feeds a lot. So mm-hmm. okay, all right. Uh, so, so we'll see. Um, a- anything else that stood out from the introductions? Uh, they didn't use champagne glasses. They were using some weird sort of margarita, margarita glass. Glasses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We not okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, and if you're a pageant coach, uh, sorry, a pageant girl, do you say it or no? That that's something that came out too. Right. Yeah. Well, Paloma was very offended that Taylor dared yes. share yeah. that. It was a night where we heard a lot of what Paloma thinks about Taylor. And I'm sure we will have much more on this subject. But she thought that she didn't think it was such a hot idea for uh, for for Taylor to reveal that she. But I don't know. Like, how does she how does Taylor keep that a secret? And why should she? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, uh, everyone's like revealing their job, you know, like uh, there have been open police officers before there have been uh, construction workers, therapists, all kinds of pr- lawyers, like all kinds yeah. of professions. Uh, Taylor says, um, yeah, I was in pageants and Paloma's like, oh, bold move. Yeah. I mean, has this ever been a thing on any of the other shows that we've watched over these last 22 years where somebody like uh, and people there are a lot of pageant people who have done well on these shows but i don't know if anybody has ever been targeted for being a pageant person i'm sure chat will remind me if i'm wrong not that i can think of sometimes on drag race there's like the pageant queens and they can have some assumptions about them but in terms Mm -hmm. of this like survivor big brother world i don't think that we've ever really seen this negatively impact anybody yeah especially uh survivor uh like really like hit the pageant world hard like effort recruits uh for many many years i mean um people in the chat are bringing up holly only a couple seasons ago uh and you know that was not nobody was saying like okay we gotta get we gotta get get rid of her she was in a pageant i know these miss wyoming just so deceptive when they're talking about world peace Mm -hmm. they don't actually want peace and and not to assume that you know paloma has seen like any seasons which she has but like uh not to assume that she knows anything real about the show but it it, like it's not like there have been pageant winners Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 not like uh you know uh like Joseph stood up and said yeah I'm a personal trainer I'm like the most fit person I'm in like the top 
zero one percent in the world of fitness and in in stuff look at me um and she goes wow he looks like the other you know five people that have won the game in the last three years uh bold move to come out uh saying you're a personal trainer on top of that yeah it's a risk Um, do we think that paloma attempted to get into the pageant world at some point and had like a negative experience. Is this, do you, is, is, do you think that is there like, if we like find out her whole backstory that there's some sort of a trauma around pageants? Ooh, her mother signed her up when she was just a wee little lass and, you know, yes. was ridiculed in those, like, she was on like toddlers and tiaras. Yes, yes. yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, I knew from that day on, I could never trust anybody <laughs> coming from the world of pageants. <laughs> No, I think she's just jealous because she wants to be the guy's girl Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she's getting nothing. She has Daniel wrapped around her finger. Yeah, something that the episodes obviously did not include is that um, on Twitter prior to the season starting, prior to the cast even going into sequester, uh, Taylor being involved in the cast was leaked. uh, And people talked about how there was going to be a pageant girl on the show now i was not up on the and i keep calling it pageant girl because they're calling it pageant girl like i feel like it's such a demeaning term a pageant Uh, woman right uh but like um uh i don't know i I don't know like what was being said about the pageant person coming on the show but uh it was mentioned specifically by amira who said like yeah i saw ahead of time that there was going to be a pageant person on the show and uh like for whatever reason whatever was being said whatever was you know being talked about it it got uh, an image in their head that like this person is not to be trusted but where was that I, like i don't remember seeing like all this oh, talk was, about it pa- yeah the, i saw oh, yeah. tweets about it yeah but i don't remember it being like that negative i just remember it being kind of factual about like there you know the the rumor is that there's a pageant you know person on the on the house in the house this year I mean, that, that was, was all. a pretty safe bet, though. That's sort of like, uh, <laughs> That's true. There's and there's going to be a model, uh, like a former college basketball player <laughs> on the season. I I could be wrong again. I really someone I, unemployed. I, yeah, I I really like really did not look at it, but I think that I remember seeing that it, some that maybe there was like. Uh, like oh I, like I know this person that's going to be on that's a pageant person um, which maybe implied that like they were not only in the pageant world but also in the Big Brother fandom um, and that that could have also added to it I'm not sure again I, I'm not the person that's on that Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise What a wonderful day It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. They talk a little bit more about um, some of the other uh, pseudo punishments going on uh, in the house these days. Um, the backstage uh, boss and the backstage people like didn't they need a better name for the other backstage people? <laughs> well, um, I didn't. Put I didn't put say backstage the girls. Backstage girls. Yeah. Backstage girls. <laughs> So listen, what? at least it's not camp comeback, okay? <laughs> it is though, right? A little but bit in exactly. disguise, right? And like the they, they were really just like in love with the concept, but they were like, that looked bad. What if we changed it just a little bit? 
<laughs> but kept the shirts because we like the outfit. Yeah. Well, not the full outfit, you know, it's just the t-shirt. So. Mm-hmm. Like, what are they going for? It's like, oh, and then they'll wear t-shirts that say backstage <laughs> all week long. Genius. Oh my God. Got him. they don't even have to wear passes i thought at least they were gonna have to wear their passes and pooch isn't even really wearing his shirt he just wears it as a necklace as he goes shirtless or or he wears it over his hoodie yes um yeah which in in combination with the fact that like he's 510 in a 63 world uh like really really makes it uh, a humorous sight Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm I, I need I someone to change their Twitter bio. I'm just 510 in a 63 world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um God. We get have nots also um that Daniel needs people. Uh we get uh four volunteers for the have nots. Uh Michael, Monty, uh Joseph and Kyle will be our have nots. Uh we see slop, we see the have not room. Whatever. Why are we even still doing have nots in 2022 this is the only time they'll ever be discussed on the show as well so Mm -hmm. did you see the floaties Mm -hmm. and they sleep so poorly towels for blankets torture Mm -hmm. oh my gosh who is this for Allison Grodner. yeah no little (laughs) kids I think little kids like to see the have not room and that's and that's it Maybe because they have a slide in it. Yeah, little kids are gonna want yeah. it. But like, uh, you know what? Don't let Brittany in there. She's gonna test it. I won't mm-hmm. lie. If I was, if I was like, a, if I was like ten years old mm-hmm. and I saw this segment, I definitely would be like, uh, "Do we have any floaties? I would like to sleep on one tonight." Like, I would definitely oh, want to try it. I like that. yes, yes. Um, okay, um, we get a segment on Daniel and Nicole. They saw each other and they knew instantly. Okay, they were going to be each other's final twos. Taryn, what do we think of love at first sight in the big brother house? And do you think it is uh, an effective idea that people should do? Or do you feel like that people should sort of like, you know, sort of like ride it out for a couple of days before you lock in and make a final two deal? I mean, go ahead and make the deal. You can always just act mm-hmm. like you didn't later um mm-hmm. people do that all the time um but the idea of like love at first sight for you know alliance building is uh very much prevalent in in the show i mean they didn't show this part of it but when uh paloma and Alyssa talk and make the scorpio sisters they also say the second i saw you i knew um and, and i mean that's a large part of like a lot of what we're talking about when it comes to the social dynamics of these shows you see somebody that looks like you that makes you think of you because you have the exact same hair obviously uh you're like gravitating to that person you're like oh this is the person they're just like me um and that obviously is just the like very first step on a road of you know people who aren't uh similar to the majority of the people in the house having a much harder time Mm -hmm. they are the rogue rats (laughs) from rats to riches they're rats for sure (laughs) just rats i i was similarly confused that it was i think it was puya that talked about it with you taryn about that it was rug rats but it's not because rogue my rats. captioning, my closed captioning, Liana. I always watch the show. To close that. My closed captioning said they're the Rugrats. Uh, okay. Hey. So. Here we go. It's official. 
<laughs> Call Angelina Pickles. <laughs> I haven't heard them say Rugrats at all. Um, in fact, uh, when they talked about it later, um, uh, Nicole had to ask Daniel, so are we rats to riches or Rugrats? Uh, and he had to be like, we're, we're rogue rats and our motto is rats to riches. And then he went on to explain, and you said you're a fan of the X-Men, right? Doesn't rogue have like the streak in her hair? Um, so, uh, so I think rogue, he's the rat. No, they both have the same hair. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. So they both have the streak. Yeah. Liana that they're the rogue rats and their catchphrase is from rats to riches. Why isn't it from rogues to riches? <laughs> I don't know. Because they're not rogues. They're rats that are rogue. Okay. The, Why are the, they rats? From rogue rats to riches? No. Yeah. No, the rogue is only the ter- term to de- describe them. It's a descriptor of the rat. It's a rat that's rogue. The the rag rogue rats. <laughs> no, because he said we're going to gonna go rogue. And it's like you're not. Like, go everything rogue you're on du- what? That's the question because pizza. everything you're doing is <laughs> like the pizza rat. Does he have a Nissan Rogue? Oh, big Nissan guy. Great mm-hmm. car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But what is it rats in your Rogue? Like I don't it no, math is not mathing with this man. Mhm. Okay. All right. Another final two deal. The Scorpio sisters, okay? Um, they, uh, and they also have, uh, snakes and rodents, uh, on on their minds. Uh, a lot of that going on in the house. Um, they are talking about which girls are going to be, uh, the girls girls and which girls Mm -hmm. are, are not, uh, here is, here's Paloma. She's my girl. We have a lot of things in common. We both sometimes sleep with our makeup on, which is hilarious. Okay. All right. Hilarious. How, (laughs) Liana, how hilarious is it to sleep with your makeup on? That's so bad for your skin. <laughs> I mean, a 22 year old, on. right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It, like, listen, I when I was 22, I was doing that shit too. Yeah. But, but that's hilarious. girls, girls stuff. It's yeah. so funny. Oh my yeah. God. Because all girls do is talk about makeup. Duh. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. And sleeping. Oh, so mm-hmm. funny when it's we sleep me. at 3 a.m. and wake up at 7. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well that's what i look for when i am you know looking for a partner or a best friend or something like that that's the first question i ask i go like so do you sleep in your makeup because this is a key thing that will bond us together in the future moving forward mm-hmm. it's a good criteria mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. listen if when i sleep over at your house i don't want to mess up your pillowcase with my eyeliner and mascara so i have to know we're on the same page that we're mm-hmm. both messing up our stuff there we yeah. go because if if you have like messed up pillowcases, it's like here, perfect. Like like I like I, I don't even care. Like look at my look at all these pillowcases at my house. Just go to sleep with your makeup on, whatever Amazing. you want. Amazing, covered yeah. in bronzer. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Just stop do it. it. I'm cracking up. You guys are too funny. <laughs> Thank you. It's relatable. You're just not a girl's girl, Taryn. It's okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So this this leads us into okay. Taylor is playing pool with the guys uh and taylor is wearing a bathing suit i i will add uh this is an incredible bathing suit uh yeah yeah (laughs) incredible um (laughs) and she's playing pool with the guys as uh a bunch of the women are sitting and they're like look at her look at her can't believe it she's playing pool playing pool with the guys right in front of us 
and Rob exposing that he's a girl's guy. Mm -hmm. Classic girl's guy. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. yeah. Nobody says I'm a guy's guy. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody says that. Maybe a boy's guy. In Survivor, look, I, I was one of the, the first girls' guys. Uh, that we know. The, I, I, mm-hmm. I was with the guys, and the, and the guys and the, and the guys were the, the the guys guys were like, we don't like this guy. He's always he's always with the girls. He's a girls' guy. He's, he's a, girl a girls' guy. guy. Get rid of him. Famously, they made an alliance called the guys' guys that didn't include went, you. And I went with the girls, and I said, hey, let's let's vote vote out the guys. <laughs> And you played poker with them. We all remember yes. pool. We all remember that. Yeah. Um, and it all kicked off when you were in your bathing suit. Yes. You know, kind of yes. just like leaning over some trees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was real lit, man. It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. So I've seen this movie before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's so. Knockoff. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yes. Um, but yes, she's getting a lot of, lot, lot of side eye from. All uh, uh, of these women looking at her about like, oh, is she trying to manipulate the guys by playing pool? Yes, a pool shark in more ways than one, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Um, I mean, I appreciated that we got a diary room from Taylor explaining what she was doing. And then we got into all of the Paloma diaries, which I... I, Paloma had one diary room session earlier where I love these types of diary rooms where it's like, well, I love her. I love Taylor's style and I think she's so nice, but, and then goes to like completely complain about the person, completely invalidating every compliment that she said before. So we were even set up before this to know that Paloma, you know, has, has her eyes on Taylor. Mm-hmm. For sure. And that okay. cutscene was so horrible <laughs> where Taylor's just like playing with the guys and then the girls are like just a bunch of stares, like daggers at her. I, I stop this. It, and I'm not even a fan of the girls' girls right now, but even then it's just like, let's just not do this or at least tell the truth. But the way Paloma is like constantly was given so much spotlight for all this nonsense, I just, I couldn't. Yeah. I mean, Paloma clearly had the most confessionals uh, in the episode tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe somebody who does Big Brother Edgic will, well, actually, uh, but it certainly seemed like she got the most airtime in the episode. Yeah. yeah, which which is something I think that I that I expected. She was very active um, in, in this uh, segment of um, of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we see her in the meeting then after that where. Um. Uh. It's uh. Six of the other women in the house is basically all, all the other women except for Taylor and Nicole uh, yes. are talking about. Okay. Uh. We are the girls. Girls. Yeah. And and I feel like there's been some confusion over what this means. Girls. Girls. Boys. Girls. Uh, so I feel like luckily, um, Amira really cleared it up for us. She's not the boys. Girls. Like the boys. Girls. Instead of like the you know what I'm talking the girls. About. Girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we all know what they're talking about. Okay, that's good. Yeah. And yeah, the 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 plan is talked about about how like hey, this it's this is the six, and you know we're not about Taylor. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more like being a girl's girl than bashing other women. It's mm-hmm. just classic it's the rules girls of girl. feminism. Gosh, duh. <laughs> The the first people that you need to go after are the guys girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Not the guys. Not the guys. No, 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 no. no the guys no, girls no. first. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes. Because they're worse than the strong guys that win everything. Mm -hmm. But the weak girls that don't win anything, but talk to the guys. Oh, horrible. Right. Horrible. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been talking for many years about uh, a a woman's alliance coming together on Big Brother. Has any woman's alliance ever thought about that? The problem with the women's alliance is that the the women that are not other like instead of like because these women's alliances are like hey we're gonna get out the men but was there ever mm. a woman's alliance that thought to vote out the women who might uh work with the men first you're on to something it's a bold first move mm-hmm. yeah. we're breaking all the bb strategy down tonight holding the door open women's alliances targeting that other way the women. men never see it coming there you go. So, well, see, maybe, maybe it was never about the what gender made up the alliance. It was all about who the alliance targeted. Mm-hmm. And that's why the women's alliance would would fail is because they targeted the men. But if the women's alliance target the women, how could they fail? Yeah, exactly. Easy. How could they? How mm-hmm. could they? Yeah. What are they going to do when they get out the other women? Then what do they do? Then do they target men? Then they succeeded. Then, yes. Or, oh, they won. They won. We've done it. Yeah. Then, then we've done it. They're going to manipulate the men. Yes. Oh, I see. I after see. that. After see. after that part happens. Okay. 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 That's good. Remove that barrier first. Okay. Um, we check back in on Alyssa, who tells us uh, about uh, as she talked with a mirror about some of the mirrors' uh, world travels. Uh, we we hear from Alyssa. That's so. I want to go to Newark. Isn't that the happiest place on earth? Yeah, Newark. I've always wanted to go to Newark. Mm-hmm. I've flown out of the airport. It was lovely. How happy Lucky. was it? Yeah. Oh, I was so happy. Yeah. Uh, it's an airport. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, just already happy. And then on top of that, yes. extra happiness. Exactly. Because yeah. the airports are super fun because there's like chairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Q moment uh, with uh, for, for Newark. Good for Newark. <laughs> Good for Newark. Maybe that's Big the moment for Newark. Yeah, yeah. She is a branding. Yeah, she she does branding. Right, that's her job. So, <laughs> oh, there, there you so go. New it. job for her. New slogan. Can, mm-hmm. can we accept her her reasoning that Newark and Denmark sound exactly the same? Duh. At you, first, you don't think it. They do end in arc. Mm-hmm. Correct. I I did think she meant Norway just because they both started with an N. But apparently it was more the pseudo rhyming of Denmark and Newark. Mm-hmm. I guess it Norway even... Norway plus Denmark equals Newark. Okay. Okay, so she just sort of like the merged Scandinavian. some Scandinavian countries yes. together. Yeah. 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 Big blur. <laughs> I did like Kyle being like Disneyland. <laughs> I mean, that's what I thought first. And that's, <laughs> I literally was like Disneyland. I mean, that is the slogan yes. of Disneyland. Do you think Disney, Disneyland will sue it. Newark? If they <laughs> yeah. find out. Mm-hmm. Here's or my problem. Desist, when, when somebody says something with complete confidence, like I doubt myself first. Mm-hmm. Like if I was in that conversation, I would be like, is Newark a country? And I never knew. Like I would be, I would be too scared to try to correct her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> knowing, knowing that I could be wrong and she might yeah. be right. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. It's well, like the Vatican. Right. Taryn, it, it is interesting that in, in Big Brother, and we see in Big Brother US, Big Brother in Canada, it's like the only place left in the world where people like actually like debate about, um, I was going to say about debate about facts, but there's a lot of that going around. Uh, but they like, have like, have like debates that like can't be Googled. Um, mm-hmm. Like everywhere else, somebody's just like, oh, give me your phone. Oh, okay. I'll check this out right now. Uh, the Big Brother house, the only place that like where that can't happen. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Seen it with time zones. Now we're seeing it with countries. Reindeer, animals, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so many different things. So, um, the place where just like these like inane conversations could go on for like days and days. There should be there should be like a like a, a side quest in Big Brother yep. where you get currency that you can spend on outside information. See, I thought you were going to say that like in Michael's escape room, you should get to ask production like three times during the season that's, to that's Google. Kind of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, hold, okay, guys, this has gone on too far. This has gone yeah. too long. We need we need to uh, uh, cash in one of our chips. Uh, we need we need yes. we, we need yes. to to uh, ask a friend, mm-hmm. uh, ask a Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is Newark a country? Yes. <laughs> First yeah. question. Yes. Can you please settle this? Okay. All right. Um, after okay, we have some uh, fun with that, and then uh, we go uh, to talking about. Uh, all right. Here's here comes Amira. Uh, Amira is um, going to uh, go and try to push Daniel to uh, do the bidding of the girls' girls. And so, hey, uh, think about it. Look at all these guys. They went and volunteered to be have-nots. Why do you think they did that? Um, Taryn, I do think this is interesting. Uh, that it is, is this a thing that if you volunteer... To be a have-not in the first week is are, are you more likely that the HOH is like, all right, well, they already did a solid for me. I can't put them on the block. No, nobody, nobody cares. Nobody plays the mm-hmm. gratitude game in Big Brother. We say this all the time. Um, nobody can be guilted into doing something. Nobody can be like, uh, like, oh, well, I guess if you did this nice thing for me, I can't. Even though I think it's best for my game, I just can't nominate you. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it might put it in somebody's, it might make it less likely for them to land on you in the first place. But um, but it, but if, if somebody's just going to want it to happen anyway, it's going to happen. Um, and, and like the weird thing is that you see this a lot too. Like Amira didn't even say like, Oh yeah, I overheard them talking, saying like, "Well, uh, we tricked Daniel into not nominating us." She was literally just like, "Well, what they might have thought was that if they volunteered, you might not nominate them." And he was like, "What? Oh. I never thought of that possibility. If that's the case, they're trying to manipulate me. Now I have to consider nominating." Like, what? rocks mm-hmm. her brain. Even even if it was a correct theory, who cares? Hmm. Also, he's the one who said in his bio that the people he doesn't want in his alliance, crazy masculine men, the ones who have to make a point that they're a macho men, I don't vibe with those people. So when Amira is bringing you this information, that would be a perfect opportunity for you to follow through on what you're saying Mm -hmm. in your bio, except that that's probably not true because you just crave their attention because you're a pick me girl. So I think that that's really just where he's coming from. Mm -hmm. Where on the scale is the pick me Girls, guy, guys, oh, girl, they're the worst. girl. <laughs> yeah. God. A guy's girl, but like worse. Yeah. A guy's did, pick me girl. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you say a, a pick me girl? Yes. 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 Can you, I bet I am not familiar with the pick me girl. <laughs> not like a picnic. Yes. No, not like a picnic. It's a, a pick me or a pick me girl and they crave attention from men even at the the slight of putting down other women i'm not mm-hmm. like other girls oh i'm so tiny 
No, mm-hmm. not like that. They, they want to be picked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like they believe that by like denouncing the matriarchy or feminism, they get a longer leash from the patriarchy. Yes. Interesting. And that's okay. Daniel. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but he's yeah. a pick I mean, me guy. He's pick, yeah. yeah, he's a pick me guy. Mm-hmm. This middle school no, I th- BS, like I can't. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's so like I feel so sad for him, but also middle school was what like high school was fifteen years ago for this guy. He's thirty five years old, and like Kirsten, I mean, dragged him enough this morning, so I won't do it anymore. But like, like get a life, get a grip on yourself because it's embarrassing. Like they, they literally didn't even give him that much, and mm-hmm. he's like their tail. He's literally dying for them, and he'll he'll be like, "What do you want?" I'll do anything for you. And why? Because someone was mean to you in high school? Let me be mean to you now. Then maybe you'll get it. Because this is horrendous. Like, he's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he's a he's a, a performer, you know? So I think there's also a little bit of that, of, like, wanting the validation from others and, and sort of that sort of thing, which I think that's also part of what's influencing his decision-making and his behavior in response to, to the others in the house. Mm-hmm. It would be. <laughs> yeah maybe Brittany can help yes oh, <laughs> Go- yeah. google it for Brit- Brittany by the yeah. way is is saying these exact theories on the feeds she she believes these things to be true oh okay uh let's then uh go to this the uh from there uh we get the story of uh is this michael we start to see from michael's side of things uh michael needs to pivot um taryn I saw you also took exception to Michael saying he didn't want to come in and play too hard, too fast. Yeah. Oh, as as a super fan, Mm -hmm. which is probably the most common phrase in all of Big Brother at this point. um, As a super fan, I know the worst thing you can do is come in and play too hard, too fast. Um, And literally all of the super fans watching the feeds for like three days straight were like, Michael, talk to someone, please do something. Yeah. You're good, my guy. You're good. <laughs> You're not in the danger zone. Yeah, don't worry about it. You're not going to overplay. I mean, it's the, you know, it's the reaction to the Frenchie of it all, I, I have to imagine. But you're, you know, allowed to talk to people. Like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And he gets the green light from Daniel to come and visit him in the HOH room. Uh, we, will, we will see that later. Um, we got a scene then about uh, Jasmine and Paloma. Um, ja- we hear a lot about uh, how uh, Jasmine's father passed away uh, within the last two months, correct? Um, mm-hmm. That Also, that Paloma also was talking about her grandmother that has uh, passed away. Um, is that uh, Paloma also says uh, that she has a tattoo on her body uh, that's uh, to remind her be gracious, which and maybe it's just not in a prominent position where she sees it often in the which mirror. She, it's like, yeah, t- it's like yeah. on a rib cage. Can't I think really she see got it herself. I think it's a good message. I just think that she probably needed to have it someplace where she's going to to be able to to read it more often. Like, yeah, like how often are you like, yeah, see it in the mirror? Maybe like on memento. her eyelids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, very, very nice scene, uh, with, uh, w- with Jasmine talking about, uh, you know, her, her father, uh, and how, uh, he was a firefighter, uh, had lung cancer. Uh, so that was a, a very, uh, touching story. Um, so that, uh, is sort of in between Michael got the green light from Daniel. 
he will now go and, and visit uh, Daniel. Um, and his ask is basically, hey, um, can you not put me up on the block? Classic boilerplate pitch. I'm not mm-hmm. falling for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He'd already mm-hmm. made up his mind at this point. Mm-hmm. And what didn't he like? Didn't Daniel get upset that Michael asked to talk game with him? And fr- was that that conversation? In front of, in front no, of- that was that was later, okay. uh, or that was earlier that he had asked. Um, but yeah, my, because the thing is that Michael on night one was like, "I want to talk game with people," and then. Uh, he, he asked in front of Daniel, in front of, um, Brit- it was either Indy or Brittany. Uh, I think it was Brittany. Um, mm-hmm. hey, can we chat? Uh, and Daniel was like, in front of a person? Um, like, uh, like, excuse me. But again, at this point, he's already kind of made up his, he's already talked about Daniel as a potential nominee. Like, uh, it's, it's less the fact that like Daniel actually did anything or Michael actually did anything wrong. Um, I might've said, talked about Daniel as an Michael as a nominee. Uh, and more so that just like anything he did was going to be wrong in Daniel's eyes because he already had decided this guy's going up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, uh, in, an interesting pitch of like, a, hey, could you please uh, not not put me up? Uh, is it better in that spot to like come in with like uh, a suggestion? I know you say never name names, but mm-hmm. is it better to come up with like some sort of like a proposal as opposed to like, hey, uh, could you just not put me on the block? I don't think so, especially in Michael's position. As as I said, like Daniel had already come like made his mind up. If 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 Michael starts name dropping, like that's mm-hmm. a thousand percent being used against him the second mm-hmm. Daniel gets mm-hmm. the opportunity. Um I think if we're going to uh you know criticize Michael for this specific pitch, I think it was to be a little fair to Daniel, it was a little generic. Um it didn't really uh it went straight into like a, a pitch. Um, it was like, let mm-hmm. me give you my presentation rather than let me like get in here and talk with you. Uh, and as we know, uh, you know, Daniel is all about vibing with his homies yep. in a dope mm-hmm. scenario. And, uh, and so when, when Michael is all Same. business, yeah. yeah, exactly. Rob knows, uh, you know, That's what it, these podcasts are, it's just me v- vibing with the homies. <laughs> Rob has a vibe with his mm-hmm. homies. That's going to miss mm-hmm. magnets, but okay. Yes, yes, that's true. That is true. Well, I think we see it with Paloma, who is mirroring that language back mm-hmm. to him. And that's really what Daniel wants to see. You know, he wants someone, you need to go in there, you need to practice a little bit active listening. You got to try to figure out where he's coming from. And then you once you have a better understanding of what Daniel, the HOH needs, then you can start to make your pitch because you can tailor it Oh, sad. You can you can you can uh, modify it to be more what he's looking for that will ultimately appeal to him. To Daniel, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, all right. Um, we ended up uh, getting a a, a Joseph uh, segment. Uh, uh, not Sasha Joseph, uh, but we got <laughs> we got to meet Joseph. But I, I thought it was wild uh, the way we got into the segment of here's Kyle. To tell us about how uh, that, you know, growing up in Utah, like, I'm so glad I'm here in uh, the Big Brother house to learn about diverse cultures. Oof. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunate timing, one. Mm -hmm. And two, there was a, a Kyle 
what what was he talking about his grandma yeah he was like yeah she's like kind of racist Okay, thanks, Kyle, mm-hmm. for dropping that knowledge on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we got a Joseph segment uh, again. Uh, nice, nice segment in the show. Uh, we don't get a lot of Joseph uh, in the episode uh, tonight, other other than this. But at least you know uh, he's here, uh, and we get to hear about uh, what it means to him to be in the uh, Big Brother house and about uh, his background and growing up. Um, well, let's go back to to Terrence. And, and Terrence didn't get a lot here uh, in the episode. He kind of gets buried a little bit. Uh, he has like one conversation with Jasmine. And she's like, I don't think Terrence is doing good. He said, let's let, why don't all the married people work together? She's like, I don't think that's good for my game. Why not? It, How many who, people are married? Who turns what? down anything? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if someone tells you we should work together, are you like, what are you thinking mm-hmm. that you're going to be like, no. I'd, felt, I'd rather not. Mm-hmm. It felt like they were editing the show together and then they forgot that they'd never mentioned Terrence. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, crap. We got to edit him together in the last like five minutes of the show to have something about yeah. why he was nominated because we spent all this time on Taylor. Who are the married people? Michael said he's married, right? Uh, Terrence. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Brittany. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brittany, Terrence, Jasmine, Michael, technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Michael, Terrence are on the block. Maybe Daniel has a problem with married people. Oh, maybe yeah. that's what it is. Mm. <laughs> maybe Jasmine's like, I'm not going to get lumped in with this. <laughs> We're turning this into Love Island, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I got to stay with the single and ready to mingle people. <laughs> the true super fan. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, my my biggest problem with this uh, is is not only does Jasmine just like straight up turn him down for like she's like, you want to work with me? Married people sticking together. That's not good for my game. Like, why? Yeah. Uh, but then she goes on to say, like, Terrence, what you got to go out and talk to people if you want them to work with you. And it's like, what do you think he's doing? <laughs> That's what he's doing with you. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Literally propose something to you. I don't know. Mm -hmm. You could call it like an alliance or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's it's very much like uh, Jasmine's requirements uh, for uh, for being on in her alliance are that you need to uh, have at least 10 years of experience. um, But uh, you also need to it's an entry level position. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. So she doesn't want uh, Terrence in the alliance. All right. Uh, and then uh, we're gonna go back and see uh, Paloma. Uh, that she's gonna go back to the HOH. Uh, wants to, uh, you know, she's gonna play her social game. Uh, she's gonna still go back and plant some seeds about uh, Taylor. Uh, again, h- harsh words uh, about Taylor from Paloma. I wouldn't personally go for Taylor because if she somehow stays in the house, she's going to come burn me like an evil witch. Burn me like an evil witch? Yeah. I think I almost fell over. This this, is the diary room. Right. In this scenario, like, she's the evil witch, right? She Mm -hmm. been. Mm -hmm. Because the witches get burned. So she's calling herself the evil witch? She would... Hmm. Freudian. Okay. Freudian. So yeah. you're, you're talking like in a Salem witch trial. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me let me see. I wouldn't personally go for Taylor because if she somehow stays in the house, she's going to come burn me like an evil witch. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, you're um, right. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Like the witch evil trials way. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I will say in the Wizard of Oz that the uh, Wicked Witch was able to say, this, "Hey, f- uh, Scarecrow, want to play ball?" And she did throw fire at uh, the Scarecrow. So uh, mileage may vary. But in all seriousness, um, that Taylor, like uh, this is a, this one sided feud is is so out of whack here uh, that she's an e- she's an evil witch now, Taylor. I mean, and it's it, this was in the diary room, but there was a lot also that we saw. So mm-hmm. it like this just sort of barely scratches the surface of yeah. this these interactions. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if talk about that in feeds. Yeah. Them, but. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, wild uh, that you know that we you know we got that in the um, you know in, in the confessional of uh, you know what Paloma is thinking. Um, you know, it's, it's not sort of just like, you know, like, uh, conversations that are, uh, you know, just, uh, taken from, uh, snippets, you know, she's telling us, uh, directly, you know, uh, what, what she's thinking dealing with Taylor. Um, but that doesn't move the needle for Daniel here. Uh, his, uh, nominations are going to be, uh, Terrence and Michael. He wishes that he hated people, but, uh, can't do it. It's nothing because he wishes it was personal. What does that even mean? Like, what are you saying? Just take one second to think before you speak. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what I have to tell. Because why would you wish that it was personal? Like, (laughs) what? Mm -hmm. Isn't the whole point of this game is that it's nothing personal? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then also to set up that, that like paradigm of I can only do it if it's personal kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it was um it was a very sort of emotional um nomination ceremony I think for a lot of people uh I, I think because first of all like uh look at Terrence like he just he looks so sad uh and how can you not be sad for him um and so there there definitely is a sense of like uh, like man like we're really like this sucks mm-hmm. you know, it's so sad. We like these people. Yeah. I enjoyed the Michael confessional. That was so fun to see some fire under him when he was complaining about Daniel's reasoning. He was like, that's BS. I'm going to go win the veto, rub it in his face. It was fun mm-hmm. to see that passion from him. Yeah. Uh, we also got to hear for uh, from Paloma here after this. Uh, now, Taylor was not on the block, but um, Paloma is still happy with these nominations. Seeing two guys on the block is wonderful for Paloma's game because numbers, baby. Numbers, baby. Yeah. Numbers. Yeah. Yes. Pal- Paloma actually uh, did specifically not want Taylor on the block. Uh, she did want. Uh, she, in fact, she said specifically, like, let's be careful about how much we say about Taylor because we want to make sure a guy goes home. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that's it for the uh, Sunday night episode here. Um, a- anything else from the hour of television we got here tonight? Okay. Uh, so what I think what we should do now here is let's go ahead, Let's bring in the live feeds uh, and talk about everything that's going on here right now. Uh, we will also then answer your questions as well. Uh, Cause I think that they uh, deal with stuff that's going on in the non TV show 
portion of uh, Big Brother. The next uh, Big Brother episode that we have for you is going to be on Wednesday night as we go to the uh, back to the regular uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday schedule for Big Brother. And so uh, with that, let's go ahead and bring in tonight's first spoiler segment of the season right after this hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. The Office of Civil Defense has issued the following message. And we don't, we don't need to dance tonight. Spoiler. Spoiler. I think it's, it's uh, there's nothing to dance about with these live feeds. I was going to twerk. I mean, I'm going to dance because I get to drag. Yeah, okay. But we're not happy to talk about the live feeds. All right. Um, Taryn, do you want to give us uh, the uh, quick explainer of uh, where we're at in case anybody uh, has uh, not been caught up? Yes. Okay. So Michael and Terrence were nominated. Michael was the intended target uh, from Daniel with Terrence as the pawn. Um, And Daniel like got closer to Terrence and really started to want him to stay even more after being after nominating him. Um, And at the same time, there was, you know, some intrigue about what might happen with that vote, but irrelevant because Michael ends up winning the veto. Um, He plans, of course, to take himself down. And that means that Daniel has to replace Michael with another person in the house. And that person would be Daniel's intended target. Now, Daniel's initial thought was to put Indy up on the block. Uh, as the easiest person to do so. But all of this stuff going around about Taylor, um, and in particular, uh, the guys came up and really pitched hard that Taylor should go up on the block as a big move, um, really started to convince him that Taylor should go up on the block. So as of right now, the plan is to put Taylor up as the replacement for Michael. Taylor is the target. Everyone is on board to vote her out. Taylor does not know. Um, and uh, it's it's getting pretty ugly. Yes. So the targeting of Taylor, which we see the start of in this episode, and then obviously continues because we've seen it just completely pile on and spiral out of control on the feeds. Um, You know, things like she's bullying, um, which 
comes from nowhere. These are perfect examples of unconscious or cognitive bias. Um, we see this all the time in the Big Brother house. Um, most of the time we see it in like conformity bias or bystander bias or those types of things. This definitely seems to be rooted in stereotypes, um, which is resulting in microaggressions. And so I think that it's really it's really unfortunate and upsetting to have to watch because it's such an egregious example of all of these types of biases coalescing to target one person who doesn't have any idea really. I mean, she's starting to pick it up. She had an emotional, she cried on the, on the feeds about like feeling like she's not connected to people. Um, and I think that that is just, it's something that absolutely we, we need to mention and talk about because we're just not, we don't spend a lot of time talking about this, these kinds of things. I mean, now with DEI efforts, it's starting to happen more. But I just wanted to take this moment to really like reflect on what we're seeing and the types of biases that are happening in the house and why that's resulting in Taylor ultimately being targeted and a lot of these things being said about her. Can I also just say thank you, Liana, first um, mm -hmm. for setting that up. And um, I even want to say it's. You know, folks, I think that are watching the show and maybe don't have the same experiences as the people um, that are feeling uncomfortable watching this. I I want to first make a note to say that, like, just because your lived experience isn't equaling what's happening on the show and why we're calling it out doesn't equal that it's not real. So that's number one. And then secondly, like, if you feel like, you know, we and I say we. Let me speak as I if I am calling you, you know, racist or anything like I am, because if you understand white fragility, you should look it up. And if you feel like what's happening is OK, like you're cracked and like you need some help. And third, like you want another thing is y'all are not about to go after like especially black people, you know, when they are speaking up about this stuff, because I've seen that so much online. And I just think folks like forget that we also want to enjoy the show. Like we, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to sit on a Big Brother podcast and be like, great, um, I do DI work for a living. So now let's talk about it at, on my podcast, too. Like, it's not fun for us either. Um, but the fact that we still have to watch this and keep happening and it's anti-blackness. I want to make this very clear. Like, it's not. Like, that's the very specific thing happening because Paloma is a person of color and that doesn't equal she is free from anti-blackness. So I want to make that clear also. And then lastly, diversity initiatives are stupid. Um, and that's where this comes to because it's nice to be diverse. And then what? If you're bringing folks into diversity and then not creating a space to actually bring them um into an equitable space, a space mm -hmm. that's hospitable and not hostile, a space where they can thrive and not survive. What is the point of diversity? Like, I don't understand why um, these stupid diversity initiatives are so important when there's no justice, there's no belonging. Like, I just I'm so tired of it. And like this performative BS, like it's like, I don't know why we are constantly subjecting ourselves to this. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to add to that piece as yeah. well. I, I just want to make sure that it doesn't get twisted what you're saying, because yes. I feel like that that's what that's what happens where somebody takes a, a headline. But uh, from uh, the podcast and then runs with it, you, you're not saying that uh, the diversity initiative that CBS uh, did for these shows is 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 
is stupid uh, as a as a blanket statement that if if we're bringing people in into a hostile situation uh, that where where people are applying for the show uh, and treated poorly when they get there, uh, that that's the issue we're talking about. Yeah. And like and I don't believe that diversity at your cast is where it ends. Right. Like your production isn't diverse. The casting team isn't diverse, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just. Yeah, so that's what I mean. It's like, it's nice for folks to only think about it in 2020 when we've been talking about it since the start of time. But like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just mean, and and where are the Asians on this damn cast, (laughs) right? Like, I'm not even talked about that piece yet, but it's just, yeah, sorry, Rob. Thank you for saying that. Like, I don't necessarily mean that diversity initiatives are stupid, but I think that big corporations have co-opted this diversity initiatives and made it like bad. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Well, yeah. that's why I mean, that's why it's diversity, equity and inclusion. Right. You got to hit those two last notes as well um, in order to, I think, really fully live out and realize what the goal is for us as a society. Yeah, I just want to be sure because, you know, sometimes uh, and this happens a lot on the podcast. We're, we're talking about like complicated things for several minutes at a time. And somebody, you know, runs with the clickbait sort of like uh, like here's like, uh, you know, eight words. Uh, and then uh, it's like, OK, but now it, it turns into a whole different thing. Um, but uh, I, I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. And I have a master's of- degree in this. So I'm happy to talk to people about it offline. If yeah, I agree. If folks are running with like something I said sideways, like happy to chat about it. I mm-hmm. do this for a living. So. Oh, go ahead, Taryn. No, yeah, I, I just think a good example of of what Sasha's talking about is um, at, even on a small level, the difference between Big Brother US right now and Big Brother Canada, where Arissa is sort of like at the helm of that, doing a lot more than just fulfilling a quota uh, in their casting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously, you know, uh, what's gone on in the house over the weekend has been sort of like uh, well documented in terms of uh, the bad behavior that's going on. The thing that as somebody who is not watching uh, the live feeds as much is that I'm a little confused about what exactly like the the plot of what happened uh, where where this really started to spiral was. Taryn, can you just explain so that it was so Taylor said to Ma- to to Monty that Paloma was coming for him and then Paloma denied this and says that Taylor is a liar and that's where the Taylor is a liar idea comes from I mean that that was probably like the first big like actual concrete thing that people could point to but I I mean it started as we saw honestly probably before they even got into the house mm-hmm. let alone the fact that once they got there um, it, you know, it was more like they already thought this way about Taylor and then they used like the smallest little things to justify it at first. And then they waited and they looked and they watched and then they found a slightly bigger things. And they're like, Oh, see, this is, this is proof. And then they waited and they watched. And now this is like, Oh, well, this is what proves it. That this is like the thing because it is hard to describe. It's hard to, to tell you the story of like how it got here because it doesn't really make sense in a logical way. If you're trying to find like, uh, like solid reasons of what Taylor did or, or anything like that, um, because it doesn't exist in that way. And, and we, we've, we've done this sort of thing before. Remember uh, last season when, uh, when Derek X all of a sudden was like the house pariah and it was like, 
how do I explain how this happened? Because it's not real. Um, and so, uh, this, it's the same sort of thing with, uh, with Taylor. Um, so, I mean, I could describe to you like the various things we, we joked about the dress that was like, uh, probably yeah. stage three of hating on Taylor, but, uh, you know, they encouraged her to dress up in, uh, her finale dress and then go out and show off to everyone and then said, look how arrogant she is showing off to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a big thing for a while. The specific incident that you're talking about, um, we didn't see it on the feeds, but we do know that Paloma had, generally spoken to Taylor and most of the women about like, obviously, you know, we got to look at these guys. And I think we probably have some reason to believe that Taylor decided to give Monty a little bit of a heads up, like, Hey, just so you know, Paloma has been saying this about the guys. Um, and then when Monty went to Paloma with it, she said, that's an absolute lie. Uh, and then the way that Monty described it as well was like, she's saying that you are coming for me and, and like, and Kyle and like the big guys. Um, and Paloma said that's an absolute lie. And so that like was a big thing. And there are a lot of other like little small things, but they mostly just stem from their initial assumptions about who she was. Um, and then like finding things to confirm those assumptions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the building of it all is the the confirmation bias that like it starts with these small things and then it can build and build. And that's why I think the lying thing like became such a bigger deal was because there were already these seeds of of not trusting her. And so then when you have examples like that, you can just use that to confirm what you already believe. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, so Taylor presumably is going up on the block on Monday and is looking like uh, is in a lot of danger up against Terrence in the vote. Okay. Um, If, if we may, I I would like to just talk through some of the potential scenarios, which, which could unfold. Okay. Is, is it possible that there is a hail Mary still to come? And sometimes look, uh, I've had the the rug pulled out from under me many, many times before. But is it possible that going into Thursday night that this twist that is coming, that I feel like that Big Brother, Paramount Plus seem to be hinting towards could be potentially the saving grace for Taylor? <sighs> I mean, we got a little, a little teaser, uh, maybe of what could can, happen. Can I, can I play it? Please. Can I play? Okay. Yes. So this is a okay. earlier tonight, five, five hours ago, Paramount Plus Twitter account tweeted out, uh oh, eviction night is getting a new look and feel. Don't forget to tune into the BB24 live feeds to eavesdrop on the house guests 24 seven. Here's a message from the host of big brother, Julie Chen Moonves. I can tell you that a big twist we are unveiling is going to affect eviction night. Yeah. And all I can tell you about this new twist is that it involves the actual eviction. Oh, what was that? That was the end of the clip. That was so (laughs) just hypothetically, though, hypothetically. okay. and Big Brother has been slow to as as in like non-existent to address anything going on in the house. And even if even if that the um, 
the, the desired results happened on Thursday. It still does not write what has gone on in the House. But considering the fact that Paloma is one of the backstage people and potentially eligible for nomination, is it possible? And we have no idea what this nondescript twist is. Could it potentially result on Thursday in Paloma going home and Taylor staying? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, it's no question in my mind that that's a possibility. I mean, that would be something, right? <laughs> that would be something? That would be wild. But also part of me wants to save Taylor and just get her out of there. Like, mm-hmm. Let her go. Yeah. If we have watched Big Brother, haven't we learned by now, we get nothing that we want. Right, right. Well, but the mm-hmm. other thing, expect, wait for it, the unexpected. Yes, when was the last time <laughs> that actually happened? <laughs> yeah. The eviction twist will affect <laughs> the eviction. Yes. Yes. Oh, my yes. God. Um, my interesting, God. though, that they, they say eviction night is getting a new look and feel, Taryn. Yeah. So this this has really made me think, and, and I've been thinking about this as well. You know, we talked about how, you know, Big Brother has been obsessed with Sunday competitions for years now. Um, and they haven't set up any kind of Sunday competition. Now, the Sunday competition, again, still might be something regarding backstage that continues to impact the uh, the eviction. Or it could be that the Sunday competition is, for the foreseeable future, going to be the HOH competition because there's some kind of other live, potentially, competition having to do with the backstage passers uh maybe some kind of elimination competition or a competition to see who ends up on the block or a competition to see if somebody's able to oh, stay that's in the game yeah yes. so, so so basically uh take that uh like the the HOH competition but make that 20 minutes of the Sunday night show yes. and then like have some sort of like a last minute like of you know competition to save one of the potential nominees yes uh i think that's a possibility for sure yes and if there's one thing that Big Brother is super great at, it is live competitions. That's right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. live twists. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Didn't mm-hmm. Julie Chen say she hadn't even she doesn't even know what it is yet? Like they hadn't briefed her yet. This was a mm-hmm. while a little bit ago. So it's just bless their heart as to what's about to go down is how mm-hmm. I feel about all of this. Because my ideal would be that it just switches. You know, that like, haha, backstage is actually literally backstage and they're up for nominations. <laughs> That's what I would love. But I, I do think that it just it's going to be a competition, something silly because BB loves these mm-hmm. like porta potty competitions. So I can't wait. I'm like trying to even imagine like what Coachella competition could it be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we still have to incorporate uh, the festivals Festival. every single week. So I don't know, maybe if we do that by way of like the HOH competition kicks off the next festival uh, for mm-hmm. the week. But again, I, I don't, I don't know how any of that is happening. Um, well, if they do Woodstock, then I think Indy is prepared for that. So she'll yes. be good at that competition yes. for uh, for sure. For sure. Well, so do we think it's going to be? Do we know from the language of the voting? Are we saving one person or two? One, one just person. one. So then do we think that the other two have a competition and then they become a third nominee? Oh, 
that's mm-hmm. that's possible. So so that that's definitely one of the things I'm thinking of. It could be them competing to see who becomes a third nominee. It could also be, you know, I I think I've seen some quotes uh, that some people saw Julie saying like. Hey, just because you were voted out doesn't mean you've been evicted yet. Um, so some people are potentially speculating that maybe, you know, the person voted out then competes against the backstage passers, maybe two, maybe one, um, to see who actually leaves or something along those lines. I mean, that sounds terrible. Absurd. I yeah, mean, it would challenge. certainly be a new look and feel, uh, <laughs> but it would be terrible. Uh, which honestly makes me think it's theoretically possible because. <laughs> It sounds nice in theory, but then when the person that everybody just voted out stays in the house, right? They're still the house target. Like right. it doesn't change anything. That, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And if any of those things happen or are are in play, like they need to tell the house about. Yes. Like, stop making it a mystery. Like if yeah. the backstage if, people are going, and, and if they are like legit a third nominee. Tell the house that one of these mm-hmm. people is going to be the third nominee because this isn't Survivor. We're not going to get a live tribal council. It's not yeah. going to be potentially like, oh, Alyssa is available for the. All right, all right, scrap the plans, everybody. It's going to be Alyssa tonight. The the Big Brother house guys do not do anything that impromptu on the vote. Exactly. Yeah. If they've all planned on voting Taylor out. It doesn't matter who goes up as a third yeah. nominee. They're all just still going to vote mm-hmm. Taylor. The only thing, the only scenario where this Frenchie makes- could walk in that uh, he's <laughs> he's staying. Taylor is still going home. Oh God! <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. I would like Alyssa to go over Paloma. Is that bad? Like, I want a little bit of chaos, and like, I think Alyssa I hear you. Weakens I, her, you know. I, I hear you. Uh, that I think if if they can sort of like uh, get everybody like uh, like. Get, get get these people like uh some some warnings like uh yes. like like put the get get these people like uh back on the straight and narrow and then i you know you could have a, a storyline where you know you have uh this uh, rivalry in the house i mean mm-hmm. yeah like i don't i don't appreciate the shining twins so one of them needs to go and then i'd rather i think paloma stay out of that like pair, yeah. um, yeah, that's the a sh- maximum chaos. <laughs> the shining sisters, not the Scorpio yeah, mm-hmm. sisters. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, a lot of intrigue there. Um, Taryn, anything else of note we should be talking about uh, at this hour? Um, the biggest thing that the episodes have not gone into yet is that there is a a big alliance. Um, in addition to the girls, girls, which is like barely a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is likely going to be our big alliance moving forward, assuming that uh, both uh, Paloma and Alyssa stay in the house. Um, it's uh, it's a combination of the guys' alliance and the women's alliance. Uh, it consists of three men and three women, um, Monty, Kyle, and Michael, uh, alongside Paloma, Alyssa, and Amira. They call themselves the Mamba, uh, Mamba's Alliance. Um, and it originally <laughs> included Pooch, but uh, Paloma um, kicked Pooch out and included Michael instead. So she uh, does have some redeeming qualities. <laughs> Listen. Mm-hmm. So, so that's that's looking like the most solid, like big alliance right now. But there's still it's still early, and there's still a lot of talk about all other things forming. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll have to wait and see. But Mamba is definitely the. I will. I I would be surprised if we didn't see it on Wednesday. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think one interesting thing is that because of the switch to the live um, move-in, the first HOH only has one week now, not two. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's interesting to see how the the initial structure will start because usually it's like, oh, well, they have two weeks. They form a big alliance. It's got the HOH. We move forward. Now we've had two seasons. One, Frenchy chaos. And now we have this season where Daniel is not included in the Mambas, right? So the HOH is not part of that structure, but it's only for a week. So then we'll have to see how things play out in the coming weeks as things maybe start to solidify a little bit more. Yeah. And I was going to say they're also very averse of last season. Like that keeps Mm -hmm. coming up over and over again in different ways. Like we can't be the cookout or this is the cookout. This is Frenchie. That's the, so that's something, um, that I'm interested to see how it plays out this season. And I, I don't just mean just for, um, necessarily like black people coming together or not or whatever. Like in general, I'm wondering how that plays out where they're, they're so scared of last season. Yeah. We've got a couple of questions uh, I want to hit here tonight uh, before we start to wrap things up. Uh, Charlene wants to know, uh, how can Daniel survive the next week after his HOH reign? Uh, we know that he's had kind of like a uh, weak uh, W-E-A-K uh, HOH reign, but has it been so bad where then he goes from the HOH room to uh, the one of the nominations chairs uh, next week. I would say no. And I would also say, unfortunately, because of the Taylor thing, this is started to re- it sounds bad saying it. it started to redeem his HOH a little bit because instead of just like doing his own thing and failing because it was looking like he was going to fail to get Michael out, which was going to be a disaster for his HOA train. Mm. Uh, Instead of that, um, he's in a position where he is now genuinely doing the entire house's bidding. They're all backing him up and they all feel grateful to him for having done it. Uh, and they feel like it's, he's now doing all of the things that you, you know, you want to do as an HOA in, in some ways. Um, now, the only uh, issue, of course, is uh, Michael, who has proven himself in the veto competition, mm-hmm. could definitely be uh, the sort of the thorn in his side. But um, he, I would say he's uh, honestly in a better position now than he was like a day or two ago. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, essentially, he it was would have been if Michael had stayed on the block a really interesting situation with the votes because he wanted Michael gone, but Michael had the backing it had enough votes to stay and so i think that but then daniel was trying to whip the votes and that would have been very interesting but now that there's this consensus target it does like darren was saying put him in a better spot all right puchia wants to know how much uh or how long do we think uh before people catch on to paloma's messy alliance structure is this puchia or is it puya as puchia <laughs> we, oh, no. we don't know we don't know we're not sure <laughs> We don't know. I, I don't think that Puya is going by Puccia. Okay. Just, now he will be. Can't yes. wait to call and him. I that. do not think he is uh, using uh, that uh, handle. I wasn't oh, sure. If, I wasn't sure comment, if, uh, whoever yeah. wrote. I wasn't sure if whoever wrote the question uh, decided to do that uh, on his behalf. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <it's>, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what Puccia is saying is that there's um, Paloma is all over the place. Yeah, she's just talking to everybody and saying a million words and just sort of word vomiting all over. And so, you know, you kind of have to imagine that, like when you're talking to so many people, eventually something's going to slip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. But are they smart enough to understand what she's doing? Is the who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's always an interesting situation. Um, you know, I, I think that um, there's a good chance she doesn't get caught just because uh, that's, you know, being in this position is usually pretty, pretty good. Um, and so far, it's been going pretty well. Uh, she's also, despite the fact that she's been a, a bit all over the place, kicking some people out of the alliance and replacing them and so forth, uh, for the for the most part, the relationships that she's built have been pretty stable. Um, if anything, I think she's on honestly most in danger of being exposed just through this Taylor situation. Um, once Taylor finds out she's going yes. on the block or gets nominated, um, right now everybody's on Paloma's side. They're like, oh, poor Paloma. But when Taylor actually maybe gets to explain herself and actually communicate with people, they might start to, we might start to say like right. what happened with Nicole in season 21, where they're kind of like, were we wrong? And that might get them to second guess uh, Paloma. Well, that's what I was thinking of. Like when Taylor finds out tomorrow, she's up on the block and starts asking like, well, why did this happen? They're like, uh, oh, Taylor, you dug your own grave. You, you, you lied about like uh, that. And then, Taylor says, house meeting, everybody. Let's go. Let's do this. Um, you know, it could, I feel like, start to expose Paloma and then potentially set up it's a possible. scenario where, uh-oh, Paloma, the third nominee on Thursday. But Daniel's writing so hard for her. He's like, my little sister, that cutie. Meh, meh, meh. Like, Taylor could be like, the sky is blue. And they'll be like, she's a damn liar. There was an airplane in it. That means it wasn't completely blue. And there's clouds. There's white in there. Like, that's the kind mm -hmm. of, like, I feel like, uh, not, I don't know if hate is even the right word. Just, like, revisionist history in their mind with Taylor. So, I feel like Paloma could do it. Like, could be, like, y'all, she's on the block. Like, obviously she's going to say that. Mm -hmm. uh, but you, but y'all know, I told you before she went on the block that this is what she was doing. I didn't even pitch her first. Like, that's how I think Paloma could get out of it. Um, and Daniel, I don't know, is... I think yeah. Daniel will fall for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is going to be uh, the interesting part of this now, moving forward. Of uh, Okay, so now, like, all these people are making these plans... And uh, they can't get Taylor's name out of their mouth. But now, okay, now Taylor is going to find out. All right. Uh, oh, you're coming for me. And then uh, how is she able to, you know, mount a counteroffensive here over these next three days as we get from Monday night uh, to Thursday? And so uh, let's uh, start to see what that campaign looks like. Uh, you know, again, against Terrence and potentially this third nominee uh, who's coming. Yeah, it's it's very easy to continue to paint somebody as a, in a certain light when they don't know that it's happening and nobody's mm -hmm. talking to them about it. Uh, it's a lot more difficult to do it when the person is coming up to you and being like, so what's up? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what's going mm -hmm. on? Mm -hmm. uh, and then yeah. you have to explain it to them. And like the um, what, what is the term I'm thinking of? Like the the, the level of evidence required uh, to uh, when you're talking to the actual person is a lot higher. Uh, the mm -hmm. standard for it is so as soon as you start to explain it, sometimes you're like, wait a minute. Is this actually true? Is this like uh, like when you start to be like, well, remember that time you came out in the dress? Oh, 
Hmm. Yeah, wait, we did kind of convince you to do that. Like uh, that, you actually start second guessing it a little bit. Yeah. And how is Paloma going to handle like uh, any sort of like cross examination uh, about uh, all of these, uh, you know, accusations about, you know, what Taylor uh, did and when. So um, Mm -hmm. let's see. Well, and I don't think in terms of the voting, I think it ends the 14th, like 9 a.m. the 14th. So they're not going to know about because uh, they're not going to know, you know, the results right until that time, the day of the eviction. So I think right. that that's going to throw a curveball, which she's not going to know about, which I wish she had the opportunity to know that there's going to be something going on. Yeah, but I don't know. Who knows? Maybe also worth like briefly mentioning, um, you know, Brittany and Alyssa weren't in this episode. Uh, I mean, this was not only was did did Paloma get the most screen time by far of the backstagers, but she basically got the most screen time period. Mm -hmm. Uh, Could that impact the safety vote with the casual audience? I know that the online community has been mostly in favor of Brittany for a little while. Um, but, uh, I, I could see, even though it wasn't a particularly positive episode for she did get the Paloma, story about her grandmother. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. just, yeah. just name recognition alone at this point. Uh, if they click on the page, they're going to like, uh, who are these two? This one, this yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think she definitely is a, a production favorite. Uh, I think you can tell from the early going just because she's giving them so much. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. I, I do think that the online community seems to have more pull weirdly in the U.S. than it does in Canada. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I I still I think would be a little surprised if if uh, Paloma got the vote. But um, I think it's it's, you know, slight possibility yeah. here. I feel like with the fan vote, uh, with the online audience versus the the TV audience, I, I think that like when you have like somebody who's like a big like TV favorite, I, I think that they probably and this is like completely like pulling stuff out of my uh, backside here. Um, but I feel like that because it's so nebulous, what are we voting for? What is this power? What are we saving? Mm. That I feel like that the online community who are voting every single day from the day of the premiere, I, I do think that they're going to have more weight here. Yeah. Is it every day or is it just 10 votes total? I think it's every day. No, it's I it's thought it 10 was 10 total, total, I think. Is it? Yeah, that's yes. it. Mm-hmm. I did vote on multiple email accounts, but <laughs> but only once. But only once. But only yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, anything else uh BB24 tonight before we close the books on Sunday? All right. Uh, let me tell you about uh, what else is going on here uh, over these uh, next couple of days here. First off, make sure you're locked in to everything we're doing here on Big Brother. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast feed. Go to robswebsitecom slash BB24 for all things Big Brother. Tomorrow night, I will be back with the first episode of The Slop. Uh, luckily, we have a very sloppy cast uh, to talk about here this season. If you see slop happening that you want us to address on the show, go to robswebsitecom slash get sloppy to send it our way. I'll be with Jenny Autumn live at 6 p.m. Eastern for the Patreon of Rob as a podcast Tuesday night Taryn you've got the first round table of the season and boy uh, the stock watch uh, that we could be coming into a uh, bear market <laughs> <laughs> we will see uh, where these players fall yeah it'll be interesting okay uh, of course uh, Taryn when does the voting open for the first stock watch of the season it'll be Tuesday morning uh, after the update so okay 
Uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, Aman will join uh, Taryn and Melissa coming up on Tuesday. Uh, we'll be live again after the episodes on Wednesday night and Thursday. So uh, look for us there. Plus, uh, we have our coverage of the challenge over on uh, RHAP Challenge USA. Uh, I had a, a very lively exit interview uh, this week with the first uh, duo eliminated. Brian and Allie have a full recap of that in our challenge podcast feed. Uh, and then of course, uh, check out everything we are doing for the patrons of Rob as a Podcast over at robhasawebsite.com slash patron. Okay, uh, Liana, what's coming up for you? Well, uh, in addition to becoming New Haven's hottest karaoke DJ, <laughs> I am podcasting about RuPaul's Drag Race. What's your DJ name? Ooh, uh, the twerker. I know Kyle sort of has like the the hold on that, but I think mm-hmm. that I could make it work. Doctor twerker. Doctor. Tw- that's yeah. That's mm-hmm. doctor twerker to you. Mm-hmm. So uh, podcasting, like I said, about RuPaul's Drag Race. We're covering All Stars All Winners, which is really fun. And then I was on the Ninety Day Fiance podcast this week. Uh, yes. Back to back appearances. Back to back. I thought mm-hmm. uh, you know it was uh, so much fun to listen to you last week uh, back with Puya and uh, what a, what a double treat. I've I, I've given up watching the show, but Good. I am uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna podcast the rest of the way for this season. That sounds like the perfect way to approach it. Okay, all right, uh, great to have you back here with us tonight, Liana, Sasha. I know we Akiva and I got to talk to you about RRR, uh, which is a epic movie uh, out of India, which is on Netflix uh, right now. Uh, we talked about it on the latest episode of Robert Keeping the Podcast. Uh, so much fun getting to do that podcast with you this week. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. You know, I'm like the summer blockbuster for Renap. So I come on Mm -hmm. there every summer. So can't wait for the for the third appearance next year. I I can't wait. It was absolute joy to be there. (laughs) Um, And you can find more of me um, over on Mess Magnets. Uh, So Rob has a podcast slash Mess Magnets where Kirsten and I um, honestly just drag people for an hour. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, with like some, some celebrity gossip and news in there, but it's really just vibes only as the big yeah. brother contestants would call it. Right. And it's very important. Everybody needs to, to subscribe to robinsonwebsite.com slash mess feed because you don't know Sasha and Kirsten could be talking about you. Period. So you have to, you have to listen to the, the show and, and make, and make sure that you, they, they didn't find out about any of your mess this week. Listen, your coworker, your best friend could be cheating and they, they could submitted have rogue ratted you. <laughs> I, I'm I'm fully expecting to have a whole segment on the, the sex coach thing. Mm-hmm. So. Can't wait. Oh, mm-hmm. it, yeah, exactly. So yeah, check that out. Uh Kirsten and I, vibes only, but like the fun vibes, not the not the bro vibe, you know. Not, oh, I, okay. not oh, yelling okay. in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, and you can check me over on post show recaps. I was actually talking Miss Marvel uh, with uh, Kevin and Mike, uh, and I'll be on next week as well for the finale. It's been absolutely so much fun to watch Miss Marvel. So completely excited to be talking with them and talking all things Miss Marvel and um, over on Silent Podcast. Uh, Shannon, Mike, Jason Orch, and I will be doing a Survivor South Africa draft next week. So um, I'm again, vibes only because like I, I listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. but like here I am. Uh, so we'll be doing a draft there next week. So check out that as well. Uh, you know, I'm just glad I got to talk through all of this with y'all. It was like therapy. I needed it. So I'm not yelling on Twitter anymore. 
So thank you, y'all. I okay. appreciate you. Yeah, great to have you here with us tonight, Sasha. Of course, uh, Taryn. Uh, great live feed update today uh, with Kirsten, where uh, a lot of the things we talked about tonight were talked through in uh, greater detail. Uh, what else is coming? Well, first off, uh, tomorrow, who's a uh, live feed update, 11 a.m.? Did you check out Taryn there? Yes. Yes. Um, should be a good time. Should be a good one. Um, Taryn, what else is coming up for you? Uh, the, the stock watch uh, round table Tuesday night. Um, you can find me on uh, Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong, hanging out, playing some games, watching the episodes live with all of you. You can also uh, find some of the old Among Us games uh, being put out on YouTube. Uh, if you want to check those out, they're very fun. So uh, lots of stuff. All fun right. Stuff. Thank you all so much for joining us here tonight for uh, first Sunday night of the season. Uh, take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hyundai and the 2022 Tucson and Santa Fe plug-in hybrid EVs. Learn more about the wide range of electrified vehicles at HyundaiUSA.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.